From Variety, I'm Michael Schneider. Darcy Carden stars on two of the most critically acclaimed comedies on TV right now, The Good Place and Barry. As she recently revealed to IndieWire, she inherited that good taste from her mother, who first introduced her to another legendary comedy, Friends. Yeah. My mom did have this this really uh, sort of amazing quality to pick shows that we should watch as a family, and she would know before she would know she like okay here's a couple examples friends beverly hills 90210 ah, i know there's another good one where she would say there's this oh and my so-called life wow your yeah. mom had good taste i know and she would know it before it would like yeah. she'd read about it and and so we'd have to watch it from the pilot on and friends was one of them and friends was like a big the, the whole family gathers and yeah. sits on the couch and we all watch together it's funny because I remember at the time Friends was like that was the big scandal that it was on at 8 o'clock because it was this racy comedy during oh, the right. family hour and right. how dare NBC put this show where they're talking about things like condoms right was was it awkward watching with your no, family no I, I don't I'm sure okay so there was racy parts of it but maybe my family was I mean I mean it sounds like your, your, your that, mom was yeah. pretty yeah. progressive yeah if and, I was like in elementary school or junior high when we watched the first episode of Beverly Hills Niners you know that was racier than any <laughs> I think Brandon Walsh like had sex in a freaking hot tub yeah but he was also <laughs> inviting homeless kids over for Thanksgiving so good for him so, yeah, yeah that's kinda, true well they, the friends invited Brad Pitt over for Thanksgiving <laughs> didn't they <laughs> that was a great night of TV I, but don't don't watch it now because it doesn't hold up well. No. It's about, it's about, it doesn't, I don't even want to get into it. But that is, if you do, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to not say anything that will get me in trouble. But if you go back and watch the Brad Pitt episode of Friends, you will, it, it, it is problematic. Really? Yes. Oh, like from, from what standpoint? Like um, from, a- from the, the joke is that Rachel, they made up a club about Rachel, the I Hate Rachel Club. Does mm-hmm. that sound familiar? Yeah. And the, the whole joke was that Rachel had a teeny weeny. Not great. Uh, <laughs> Not great. You know, you forget that know. that show is it's like 20 years I know, ago now. I know. And Before the ooze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it, I know there are there definitely is, you know, and this is just this is the deal with like any comedy. I'm sure that that you watch 20, 30, 40 years later is like there's going to be some jokes that were uh new and like progressive and, and things you'd never heard before or whatever and then we move past it and it's like no we don't do that anymore we don't make those jokes anymore yeah yeah, yeah. and for for shows that have been on for a long time yeah. you sort of every once in a while you catch like i'll watch even like a office episode yeah. from say oh five oh six and there's a couple cringy references yeah. where you're like yeah i don't think they Little, would do that yeah now. there was like a, a I mean, maybe this is just forever, but it feels like in the early ooze, there was like, and in the 90s, there was a lot of like gay panic jokes that really don't right. don't age well. Right. Where that was the joke is that two guys are hugging or something. It's like, no, that's not even funny. Right, right. It's it's weird how, but you know, overall, I feel like Friends holds up well. And, and like we we're saying this episode in particular, because it is... I don't know. It's it's like a lot of classic scenarios, but there are some of the some things where you kind of go like, oh god, oh god, oh god, yeah, oh god. yeah. I, you know what's funny is the other day, the other a couple weeks ago, the Good Place was um, honored by the TCAs. Yep. And at the we got um, like outstanding comedy show, I believe, and uh, and ne- the table next to us were Marta and David Green. Yeah. And I I was 
incredibly starstruck. <laughs> Did you talk to them? I didn't talk to them. No, God, no. God, no. <laughs> but I like made I made eyes at them a lot. Yeah. And they, they were being honored as sort of like a something along the lines of like a Lifetime Achievement Award. And they, and they showed a big Friends compilation. And it was um, it was like a pretty big life moment for me where I'm like, the show that I'm on is in the same room as it, as not only these people, but like not none of the cast was there, but these creators. Yeah. And it just was too much. It was I, I like I, I slunk down in my chair. I think I was like an inch tall and I was like <laughs> grabbing my husband's hand. And I, and I, I mean, I, I'm surprised I didn't cry. Yeah, well, you know, I, w- I was there and I watched that clip, and yeah. it, it, it was a remi- it was a perfectly done clip, Wasn't it? like sort of like the entire you know from 1994 to yeah. 2004 yeah. In, in the course of like five minutes, it, and it perfectly and encapsulated the show. Totally, and and did such a good job. Of, I mean, just I know you're maybe not a friend's head, although it sounds like you know it pretty well. But I feel like I could have I said every line that was on yeah. that on that. However, I want I, that clip was it was perfect. They yeah. should put it. They should they should release it. Yeah. Out into the world, I would watch it again. Yeah. Oh God, wasn't that cool? <laughs> for me, it was cool. Wasn't that cool for me? It was great for you, <laughs> and and it was a nice moment. And uh, you know, it's it's cool to see all of them doing so well. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, and uh, fun to see. Uh, you know, uh, obviously David Crane did well with episodes with yeah. Matt LeBlanc yeah. and uh, Marta Kaufman doing well with Grace and Frankie. Man, so everybody so, rocks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Michael Schneider, and on this edition of the podcast, we talk to Darcy Carden about playing the AI character Janet on The Good Place, as well as how she was able to juggle both that show and Barry in the same year, and also the Friends episode that she chose as her favorite TV episode of all time. It's another edition of My Favorite Episode. Darcy Carden always knew she wanted to be an actress, but it was the upright Citizens Brigade that gave her the ambition to pursue comedy. Carden idolized series like Friends, The Office, and Parks and Recreation, and dreamt of one day appearing in such a comedic ensemble. Enter Mike Schur, whose credits happen to include both The Office and Parks and Rec, and who is now behind The Good Place. On that show, Cardin plays Janet, the artificial intelligence being who serves as a bit of an all-knowing being, but who also eventually falls in love with a human. It's kind of an unusual role, but it's also made Cardin a fan favorite. We asked Cardin to choose her favorite TV episode of all time, and she came back with the February 1999 episode of Friends, the one where everybody finds out. Oh, look, there's, there's Monica and Chandler. Hey! Hey, you guys! Hey! Oh, Chandler and Monica! Well, the, so I asked you beforehand. Yeah. I gave you a little homework, so uh-huh. thank you for coming through sure. to ask to, to to tell me your favorite episode of television right. of all time. Right. So, and you picked a Friends episode. I did pick a Friends episode. So, so it's the the one where everyone found out yeah. about uh, 
about Chandler, uh, Chan- and Monica. Chandler and Monica. I do. I mean, I'm a real friend's head. Are you? I watched every episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I call myself a friend's head, but I did watch it all. You watched it all. Because I was like appropriate age at the yeah, time. I right. was out of college right. and it was like the show. Yeah, it's funny. Like appropriate age for friends is almost like, I mean, you were the correct age, meaning like you were their age. Yeah. Right. And so it felt right. like. Because it was, I was in high school, and but my parents loved it just as much as I did. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm a, my family is a real friend's family, friend's head family. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that particular episode, I mean, there there are more that I could have ch- chosen, but I remember being sort of in the moment when that episode aired, sort of it rocking my world and being like, this is so funny. It this is so smart. Pivotal episode. Yeah. Pivot yeah. <laughs> is a funny friend's. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're all together on that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Unintentional, um, but yes, I'll take but it. You'll take yeah. it. Um, so, uh. I, yeah, there was just something, we were so in on the joke, and it was so fun to watch it unfold, and somehow, even though we were in on it, and we knew what was going to happen, we weren't ahead of it, yeah. you know, as an audience. We were we were right there with them, and it was so well done, and I do believe it totally holds up. It does. Great. So I rewatched it, Damn, and, I, and I find myself still laughing. Yes. It's, it's like, this is an episode I saw probably several times totally. back in the day, and I'm still laughing. You know who... It's really Lisa Kudrow's episode. It really is. I totally agree. And thank you for saying that. Yeah. Sometimes I think she's a little bit of like uh, the unsung hero, would you say? Wait, is that what I'm trying to say? She's like, you, it's easy to sort of not... She is a genius. Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's underrated. Yeah, underrated. When, yeah. When what is w- unsung hero? That's so, not what I meant, right? Um, it's in the ballpark. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. But we'll go with underrated. Okay, great. Um, yeah, because... I found every time I laughed out loud while watching the episode, it was because of Phoebe. Oh it was God. something that she was doing or something she said. And, and uh, you know, even though the episode is conceivably about Chandler and Monica, right. it's really Phoebe's it episode. It totally is. The, yeah. The way, uh, I mean, the scene that she has with Chandler where she's like seducing him is like all time yeah. great. Yeah. She's, she's doing like a dance. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's fun because it's all, it really is. I mean, Lisa Kudrow is the queen. She is the hero of that. I totally agree. But they're all a big part of Like, wait, is Ross even? Well, so Ross, Ross is, is the less. one who's kind of, he's the one who's out in the dark still right. because he's off trying to get ugly, uh, ugly uh, uh, neighbor guy. What's okay, it? yeah, yeah. I'm like, where are you going with yeah. ugly? <laughs> Watch what you <laughs> What was this like, uh, ugly, yeah, ugly naked fat, guy? Fat, ugly na- neighbor, yeah. naked guy? No yeah. fat. No fat, just, just ugly, ugly naked, naked guy. guy. Yeah. Although it was like, in, it, it, like uh, basically understood that yes, he was fat. Yes, yes, yes. And this is when we actually got a chance to see ugly naked guy. Right, because like, he was trying to get into his, Wait, Because he, he was subletting his, his apartment. apartment. Right, and, right, right. and Ross wanted the apartment. So. Oh, and that's how it all started is that they're in the apartment and they look across the way and they see Chandler and Monica making out. Yeah. Right. And, and Rachel and Phoebe tried to avert... Ross's eyes so that he doesn't find out. Yeah, yeah, oh, and so he so doesn't, funny. and so he's off almost doing a whole different yeah. episode. And it's right. kind of a reminder that he really was the wet blanket of that <laughs> entire group. So the rest of the gang's having fun, totally doing this. Oh whole... my god, that is such a good episode. Yeah, it's yeah. so fun. Every bit of it, even starting out with that that part. Like, do you remember the way they? It, it, there's. I always thought people have different feelings about Ross. I get it, but I think his physical comedy is again underrated i mm-hmm. think he's like such a great physical comedian and i remember when they're looking up at the at when when rachel and phoebe are trying to like get ross to to be distracted they kind of are like jumping around yeah it's just funny even thinking of it thinking of that the way they're like moving their bodies as simple as that i'm like Ooh, now that's funny yeah. 
But I think you're right. I think over time I've soured on Ross just because that's been the conventional wisdom and, right. and people really piss all over Ross these days. And I don't know if that's fair or... I, I get it, but I am a, I'm a total... I love Ross. I mean, I don't... There's. I love them all. I really do. And I think that if you look at Ross or David Schwimmer, he is like... He is a wonderful physical comedian. Look at any episode. He's going to do something... Better, like he is, he's under, he's underrated. They're, yeah. It's a weird thing to say like anyone in the cast of Friends is underrated because I think they're all doing just fine. They're all fine, yeah. But, it is, yeah. but so I think because it was so popular and they're so squeaky clean and cute and beautiful and everything that it's easy to kind of forget, they're also like, they're so funny. Jennifer Aniston is so funny. Yeah, it's almost hard to take away the celebrity, the celebrity. and the covers yes. and, and... The uh, beauty and the, yeah. the relationships and everything. But like she is... As funny as I mean, she, she yes, she it's a it makes no sense to say they're underrated because they're clearly rated. They're clearly doing fine, but I do think that we forget that they're actually like genius comedians. Yeah, yeah, because you're you're right. We almost like talk about them as celebrities yeah. and not so much as actors right. or as comedians and, and how they were back in the day. So first year of Friends was my senior year in college, and I went to Northwestern, and so Schwimmer like yeah. overnight became like the oh, Northwestern wow. icon. Yeah, I remember him coming back to the school to almost do like a victory oh, lap that year God. and and do like the rounds, talk to the the school, yeah. and, and uh, you know. It was like, hey, Schwimmer, he made it. Oh, he's he's wow. like, you know, he's hope for all of us Northwestern grads. That's cool. So. I I, uh, I am so, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of like who I've, you know what? It's weird. I haven't really met any of them. And even thinking, I was like, well, I'm sure I've seen them all at parties and stuff. But I yeah. really, I've only, I remember walking by David Schwimmer in like a um, hallway at a, a theater or something and 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 it really like rocking me to yeah. my very bones where i was like that's big for me <laughs> you had yeah. your swimmer there moment. was a, a party that i was at a big a big party where i heard heard jennifer aniston was there i had heard because so many people came up to me to tell me because they know how much i love her yeah and i had to leave i couldn't be there yeah. i didn't want to see her i didn't want to bump into her i knew i i, I was like i can't be here i have yeah. to leave so this was is not the time was rachel your favorite or did you have a favorite i, I mean how dare you for asking me that? <laughs> I, I I really did love Rachel. Yeah, I think Rachel was my favorite, but as an adult, Phoebe's my favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but I'm, they all have their qualities. Yeah, yeah. And I, I imagine also as a comedian, yeah. right? You, you kind of like uh, having studied and, yeah. and watched Lisa over the years. She's just the best. Yeah, in I, her ear. Like I, I'm such a fan of what she's done since then. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but there's the, the you know one moment where they're they're like. They're, they're strategizing against each other. Who knew what? And, and there's the line, the, you know, do they know that you know? They know, uh, right. they don't know what we don't know that they don't know. It's like, so good. That... They don't know we know they know. <laughs> it's so good and it's so well delivered. It's just like, that is, uh, that's a great episode. It's a classic yeah, episode. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so great, great choice. Now, Thanks. Did you, so you've rewatched some Friends. Every once in a while you catch a Friends yeah, episode? Yeah, it is a show that like, I would happily watch any time of day. At any moment, I, I also yeah yeah. I mean, the other night, what what? The other night, my husband and I, I really wanted to watch Friends bloopers. Weirdly, uh, like on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And we couldn't find the one I was looking for, so then we just settled for watching a bunch of episodes of Friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, okay, then let's just watch. You know, they're twenty one minutes long or whatever. It's like easy to watch. Um, uh, I haven't sat. No, I haven't watched it like start to finish. 
but I've definitely watched every episode yeah. many times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That would maybe be a fun thing to do, to watch start to finish. Now, what would you say, because there's always the question yeah. of a reboot or a reunion. Uh, you know, so far they've said no, I, but... I don't want it. No. I don't want it. I've never wanted it. As yeah. Even like, you know, even I remember like... Um, Maybe there was talk of a movie or something. It's always been in the talks. It seems like yeah. since the day they, can, they uh, uh, what's it called? Not canceled. Um, what's it called? Yeah, just when they Stopped. had the finale. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> since that day, it's been like, well, when will they, you know, get together again? When will we, they be on screen together again? And I, I am a big believer. I have always sort of liked when things end, uh, when like things end on their own terms. They end on top. We won't be. I, I'm positive we won't be like happy with a a, a reboot. Yeah. Oh, let's not do it. Yeah. I beg. Yeah. Even if it's like you know David Crane and Marta Kaufman yeah. obviously are fantastic. And yeah. by the way, they wrote that episode that we're talking Hell about. Yeah. So you know that's from the masters. Oh and, my god. And Michael Lembeck directed. I always love when like these old sitcom yeah, stars yeah, become yeah. directors. I do too. I do too. I just I'm amazed at your year that you're having right Me? now. Yeah. You. <laughs> I mean, to be on two of the most critically acclaimed... That, jeez. Yeah. That's nice. I mean, seeing you on Barry was a nice surprise. <laughs> it's like, hey, she's already got a job. <laughs> she's got a pretty good job. You know what's funny? Wait, as I'm talking, I'm going to try to adjust my chair. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I, the, I mean, TV schedule is like a weird thing or shooting schedule, but I shot the pilot of Barry the same month as I shot the pilot of The Good Place. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so that had been sort of in the works for a while. Yeah, right. Because The Good Place was sort of a weird situation where it was picked up for 13 episodes right away. There was no, like, waiting time with yeah. pilot, blah, blah, blah. But um, Barry was a different story. So it, it was – it's a funny thing that we – that, you know, I think of those shows as I got them at the same time. So – it was, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it was funny that, that Barry came out a whole year later. Yeah. More yeah. than a year. Well, how did that work shooting wise? Uh, um, it was not the easiest of all time yeah. because there was a, a lot of the, the second season of Barry. Is this even interesting? If it's not, you know what? Just we, cut it. We like the geeky stuff. <laughs> okay. Like the, the nuts and bolts. Great. The second season of Barry we shot at the exact same time as, no, no, no. The first season of Barry, we shot at the same time as the second season of The Good Place, the same exact months, Ah, which to me meant I wasn't going to be able to do Barry. Yeah. But it, but they worked it out. Yeah, because you, you, you still pop up yeah. uh, quite a bit. Yeah, so. it, was the, it was, I think I got to be in six episodes and, and they worked the schedule out and it was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, especially because usually networks, they're pretty stingy when it comes to exclusivity and, and right. letting you do yeah. extracurricular projects. Right. I don't know the I don't know the details too much, but I just know that I lucked out when it when it comes to Mike Schur and Bill Hader and Alec Berg. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a bunch of good dudes that just want good things to be made and are happy to you know, there's not a lot of ego involved there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, no, that, it was very lucky. That's cool. Yeah. And, and luckily they've got the pull yeah. to basically go to yeah. Bob Greenblatt or whoever yes. is pulling the strings. Who, and, by the way, is also wonderful. Like, we, we, we're we um, an Amy Gravit at HBO. Like, there's all these amazing people that worked work on these shows that it's like, I don't know, too good to be true. Yeah. Everybody's great. So, so it is so, so again, it's, it's, a, it's a good year. And yeah, I, yeah. I remember even, uh, I, I went to a random, uh, UCB show a couple yeah. months ago and saw you like performing. Cool. So you still have time to. What, what the freak show did you see? Uh, you know. Ascat or something? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Cause, uh, it was, um, uh, I was interviewing someone. 
It'll come It'll to come me to later. This, Somebody this is, that was in, this is riveting radio. Well, please, if they were interested in the schedule stuff, just wait until you get into the part oh. where I can't remember someone's name. I'm gonna tighten it up. It's <laughs> it's, it's gonna be lovely. Um, but you were interviewing someone that was performing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Who's who's a part of UCB, and Great. you happen to be there that night. Great. I'm like bonus. Yay! Well, that's my home base. That's my. I mean, I have, I perform there still. You know, as much as possible. Uh, as much as every week and sometimes when I'm shooting less, but I have, I, I either do that show that you saw Ask Hat uh-huh. or I have a, a show called Search History that's every Sunday night. I love performing. Yeah. There. So yeah. it kind of keeps you on your toes. It really it, does. It keeps you fresh. And, it really does. And I also just love the camaraderie between yeah. all of you UCB folks. There's this community where yeah. you're, you're always casting each other on things. You're always working on each other's projects. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It is really cool. It, I feel so lucky to, ha- to have gotten, you know, uh, in there. Like I, I started at UCB in New York back in the... I don't know. What do you call them? 2000s? The, We're in the, the 2000s. The aughts. I hate aughts. I don't know why I hate it. <laughs> the ooze. The ooze. Maybe I like that. Yeah. Did it you also, make that up? I just did right now. But it also, <laughs> it's kind of perfect because it also sounds kind of gross. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And as we know, a good chunk of the yeah, 2000s is pretty disgusting. Well, let's see. So the mid-ooze. No, yeah. I kind of like it. I might start saying that. But anyway, um, I, I, you know, I saw a show there and just sort of my entire world opened up and, and I was like, I got to, yeah. I got to. I got to play. And so I took a million classes and I, you know, worked my way through and up um, the stage at UCB New York. And then when I moved to L.A., it was like a nice sort of built in community. Now, did you move to L.A. for the classic pilot season kind of like try my hand at TV thing or? In a way, yes. And in a way, no. And what I mean is I always knew I would at some point, but I never wanted to just move here. I mean, actors have it's a really hard maybe this is the same for every job, but when you don't have the job to like move across the country to like cross your fingers is really hard. It's hard financially and emotionally. And, and my husband and I kept saying like, something will bring us there. We'll go there. We want to go to LA, but let's just wait until something brings us there. Even if it's the tiniest little job and it ended up being a great job. My husband is a producer and he got a job and the second it came up, we were like, yeah, let's, let's go there. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, you know, spent a couple pilot seasons not getting things. Um, and then what the heck got a couple yeah. out of that a that, couple years later. So, so do you, yeah. do you feel like it was like a long time coming or, mm-hmm. or did, what, was there any point where you were after a couple of years of pilot season thinking, oh man, you know, acting is so weird. I mean, not acting. Well, sure. Acting is weird, but the process of trying to get jobs is like the worst right yeah and uh it i would say like a long time coming in that i've been auditioning you know i've been acting since i was like a kid not to say i've been acting professionally but like i've wanted to be an actor i've been in plays whatnot since i was a kid so so you know went to school for acting like really pounded the pavement in new york for 10 years and really just like it's all dreams and and it's crossing your fingers and hoping and all that stuff, but you have to like be working. You have to, so for me, UCB was that UCB was like the thing that I at least was like, I'm doing what I want to be doing. I'm not making a living at it, but I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. So how'd you, how'd you start at UCB? Did you take some classes there or yeah? Yeah. I took classes. Um, I, I truly saw a show there one night and signed up for classes the next day. Yeah. Fun fact 
the intern who signed me up for classes was Donna Glover. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. That's amazing. Yeah. See, I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, I like handed him my check, which is so funny. That's how long ago it was uh-huh. that we were doing checks. Um, so yeah, and I and I just started taking class there, and it's really a great you know a great place for an actor that's into comedy. There's there's stand up, there's improv, there's sketch, there's everything, and I sort of found my my lane and um, just took a million classes, and then it's pretty competitive. It's like a, it's pretty competitive. Yeah. It, it's um, you have to audition, and there's a, a lot of people that want to be there. I think of it as maybe this is controversial. The best comedy school slash theater in the country well it's definitely fight me on that feels like that's where everyone is from these days and by the way i remembered who i was interviewing is matt walsh i mean love him yeah yeah he's the best he's like our he's like our godfather because he you know started he started that he and and three others started ucb back in the i don't know early ooze just kidding (laughs) the 90s yeah um so, uh, but yeah, I think it's one of the best because it seems like everyone these days who we know yeah. and who's really thriving right. like, went through UCB. You can definitely like all of your favorite comedies on TV. There's probably like, yeah, there, I was going to say probably either whether it's the lead or your favorite little weird character off to the side or whatever. They probably came through UCB. Is, is there a specific, cause I remember back when the groundlings yeah. was the thing and, and, uh, you know, there's some of the, uh, obviously SE, uh, second city. Yeah. Is there a specific sort of style? Would you say that UCB really thrives on that? I'd that's... say, yeah, I do think, I mean, I think we sort of, um, subscribe to like truth in comedy and grounded comedy and, you know, uh, finding the weird thing but not necessarily like like pushing for something weird to happen just sort of like finding it through truth which makes for some I think really grounded you know like look at Zach Woods or look at Matt Walsh on Veep or something like that these like really grounded characters that happen to be like hilarious and weird yeah yeah Amy Poehler obviously she's our queen yeah great example of that and and, uh, you know everything she did on Parks and Rec yes that seems like the epitome of a UCB show yeah right and a lot of people on that show you know um, Aubrey Plaza and and Aziz and and others came through UCB too so that's that's a good example yeah yeah that was my I mean when I started watching Parks and Rec that was like my dream goal that I was like I gotta be on something like that yeah yeah it was like I don't know you know the office and Parks and Rec and 30 Rock and those shows I was I mean my my you know when I was a kid there were plenty of shows that I loved but as I was sort of getting closer to this career and watching friends and acquaintances like sort of get jobs my all I could see was like the Parks and Recs and the and the 30 Rocks and I was just like how that is my dream yeah yeah and and you ended up I mean obviously on a Mike Schur show it really I can't I mean it's it is as dreamy as can be. Yeah. It's really, it really is like I. I'm not kidding when I say I sometimes wonder if I will wake up and and it was all a dream type right. of thing because it really was. It's a hard thing to claim your dreams or goals and say this is what I want. For me, anyway, and I and I remember as a super struggling actor, like almost whispering it to like close friends, my husband, my family, you know, because it's easy to say like, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to be doing? And you just kind of say like, what, anything, whatever I get. But I really was like, I just want to be on like a big, funny ensemble comedy. You know, I I mean, I can't, I can't even, I can't believe it. And have like an iconic role and something that people sort of recognize as being a little different. And and you play a very unique role in Janet. Well, I mean, I, 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 I love Janet. I mean, I, 
when you say iconic, I'm like, holy cow. But I mean, uh, I mean, it's a unique role. Sure. Yes. It's, yes. It's totally. kind of unlike, you know, yeah. other than maybe the little girl in Small Wonder. I mean, where <laughs> is it? Is it? Was that me? Maybe is this grown up Janet? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I know that's like a theory <laughs> yeah. out there. So. You know what's funny is I, I like was so creeped out by that show. Yeah. I love robot-y type of things, Pinocchio type of things, like, you know, people wanting to sort of, uh, uh, I say people, like beings that want to become human. Yeah. But for some reason, as a kid, Small Wonder really, really creeped me out. Yeah. Well, especially when they actually showed the machinery in yes. her back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was just... And did she maybe sleep in a closet or something like that? Or or there was something about she would be in a closet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. Know because I don't think she ever slept right. was the deal. Right. They just powered her down every yeah. once in a while. And maybe it was supposed to be a little creepy, right? Because she really talked like this and it was like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no shade to that actress. She was great. Yeah, it was it was the heyday of the weird syndicated yeah, comedy yeah. that had like just really strange. Yes. Like I don't know how many of those you watched over I, the years, but they, I also, go ahead. They, I was gonna say they just had, they all had these yes. weird premises. And for some reason, oh, actually, I think I figured out the reason. We we weren't really allowed to watch my family, especially my mom. We weren't allowed to watch Small Wonder. We weren't allowed to watch Alf. We weren't yeah. allowed to watch. There was a couple other shows like that that weren't. That bad. They weren't rated R, but I, I realize now it just. I think my mom just wasn't into them. Yeah. <laughs> so that so when you're a kid, a mom can say we're not allowed to, and then that means we're not allowed to. But was she was just creeped out by? Yeah, I think these... so. I think she was like, no, this. We watched like, I don't know what we watched. We watched you know, Cosby Show and Cheers and stuff like that. But we weren't allowed to watch Married with Children. We weren't allowed to watch Night Court. These were not allowed yeah. in my house. Why? And, and turns out, in hindsight, yeah. Cosby should well, have been. Let's uh, not yeah. even. Although, <laughs> what? Do, I mean, God, what a shame. Yeah. My truly, my favorite show. I mean, we all <sighs> watched it growing up. I it know. was such a phenomenon. Yeah. But uh, I was gonna say the other because the, there there were several of these weird concepts, yeah. like half hour syndicated shows. Did you ever watch Out of This World? Yes. With wait, I'm doing. I know we're doing. Uh, recorded voice but was this yeah I'm, where I'm putting she, my fingers yeah, together where she, she stopped, stopped time. time yeah and I then like that to, to, and then to unfreeze people she put her hand on their shoulder okay and wait. And, and and then to yeah start time again yeah she would clap her but hands wait, together was her dad like a a voice <laughs> in a like this box yes because he was, a was alien. He an alien yeah okay. so she was half alien cool and her mom was donna pescal from Very angie cool. And 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 they lived in Malibu, yeah. I think. Yeah, and she could stop. So she was half alien, and that's how she got her. Oh, and it was like, would you like to swing? That was on the a theme star? song. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. I remember really liking that, but I mean, I don't think it was good. No, well, none of these shows were good. Right. That's the thing. Yeah, there was another one called Down to Earth. That sounds familiar. That was one where it was a, a, a ghost angel <laughs> who came back down to earth to be the nanny of these what? awful kids, one of whom is Kyle Richards, okay. who, of course, from the Real, Real Housewives. Housewives. And their dad was one of the guys who originally was one of the Darrens. Okay. And so <laughs> she wish. was, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but older. Right. So the, the nanny was hit by a trolley <laughs> in the 1920s <gasps> and was stuck in purgatory for several years until 1984. And came back down to earth in modern day, and hilarity ensued because she was like an angel. That's so funny. And you know what's funny also? Not to like bring it back to, I don't know what, me, but like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to do this, 
But I'm like, God, what are these high concept weird shows? And then I'm like, oh, well, The Good Place is also <laughs> that very but much. It's, but it's a little on a, on a I mean, qualitative for level. Sure. For sure. Much, yes. much higher. I so. totally agree. But it is funny to think, I'm like, why did people come up with these weird shows? Uh, fa- like her dad's an alien. And now I'm like, oh, I play like a AI, you know, who fell in love with a human. I, whatever. It, if you, if you, if you really right. dissected both of them, you would be like, oh, I guess they're both weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you just, like, listen to the elevator pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. are playing quite an unusual character. That's right. how we get back full circle there to we go. playing the, the unusual character. Yeah. Now, the other thing I asked you about was your favorite episode of The Good Place. Yeah. And this you, one was hard. It was, but in, in a way, this was, this is the perfect episode. Right. And, and you guys did a uh, Emmy event earlier this summer, and this was the episode that they ran. And I thought, it was like, this was a great episode. I brought my wife, who right. actually hadn't seen The Good Place. What did she think of this Shame episode? Shame on her, right? Well, I mean, like I was we like, all have a million things to watch, so but, I get it. And it's kind of on me because I watch it alone. Oh, yeah. And I should have forced her at some point that to join me. That yes. is totally on me. But then you would have had to start over. But oh, whatever. Yeah. Make, yeah. Her, make her do it. So this was the perfect episode to introduce her to to the good place, yeah. and it worked. She loved it, and because it's a real fun episode, it's a little different. It is really different. So in some ways, maybe it's not the best episode right. to introduce people to. But it's if if people want to, you know, just see the characters and, yeah. and really have some fun with with some great actors, then this is the episode to do it. Yeah. So dance, dance, resolution. Yes, right? and that's I think the third episode of the second of, season of the second season. Hey, robot slave lady, busty Alexa. Oh, Janet, hey there. Still not used to it. Uh, hey, what if I, an already amazing person who definitely belongs here, wanted to learn even more about how to be a good person? Is one of these nerds like a teacher or a life coach or an Instagram fitness model or something? Eleanor, I'd like you to meet Chidi Anagonye. Chidi, this is Eleanor. Janet tells me you were a professor of some kind? Yes, I was a professor of ethics and moral philosophy, focusing on deontology. Hang on one second, Chidi. This guy's too big of a nerd. Who else you got? So, I, the, the, yeah, this one, I guess I, I am such a fan of this show. I love the show. I, I am obsessed with the writers. I'm obsessed with Mike Sure. They do such a good job. Yeah. I I like lose my mind every time we get a new script. We usually get them like the night before a read through and I'll like cancel plans to stay home because I can't wait to read this thing. And that particular episode when it came through, I was like screaming while I read it because I just couldn't believe we were going to try to make this episode. Yeah, because that looked like a hard yes. episode to, to pull off. And, just and the and amount it, of scenes. Yeah, and the, like little things like the, the idea behind, I mean, this... Just watch it. Just watch it. I won't describe it too much. But we do, basically, we, we, we reboot the, the timeline, like, the idea is like 804 times or something like that. So even just as simple as, okay, what would be an example? There's a scene, or many scenes, I should say, where, like, Michael, who's Ted Danson, it keeps uh, rebooting me, my character, Janet, and I keep dying. And we had, you know a day on the beach where we were shooting this scene, but I had to change my clothes. I had to change my hairstyle. I had to change my makeup for each take or each, each reboot, I should yeah. say. So, and, and, and that was the way it was throughout the entire episode. So that you would be on a set, like, like um, I'm trying to think of other bits, like the, it would be different kinds of restaurants, right? There would be like, um, we were doing a sushi reboot or we were doing like a kebab reboot or whatever. So they would have to replace 
the signs on the restaurants and then we would have to do hair and makeup and this and that. It was yeah. just like, it was such an undertaking and I think it turned out so well. Well, and, and for, for Janet, when, whenever uh, Janet dies, she just falls right on the sand. Right, right, so right. so how, what, what kind of stunt, like <laughs> yeah. what, what, how does that work? So it is, it is kind of stunty, which is really funny because, you know, you can't really fall face first without using your hands, without injuring yourself yeah. a little bit. So I'm, I, <laughs> basically I have two little holes in the back of my vest where like a rope is strung through uh-huh. <laughs> or like a harness. And there's two guys behind me, like lowering me down. Yeah. Um, so I, I can just flop forward and they'll, it's sort of, if you rewatch it, you'll see that it is, uh, slowed down, meaning like it's a, in slow motion. Uh-huh. So they could sort of go slowly. Does that make sense? Yeah, Am yeah. I so, this so they right? slow it down a little bit. So, but... so it, you know, if it wasn't in slow motion, I would look like I was sort of going down slowly, like uh-huh. not at the normal speed you would fall. So the fact that it's in slow motion makes it work, I guess. Yeah. But I had these two guys behind me, and and I would make them look me in the eye before each one. I'd be like, "Let's do this." I, I get really into stunts, and this is like barely a stunt, and I'm still like, "Wow, I'm. I guess <laughs> I'm in the next Marvel movie." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a stunt man. <laughs> right, right. But this was not not much of a stunt. Yeah. But but maybe we've done more since then. Ooh. Oh, spoiler. Scoopies. <laughs> scoopy, scoopy. But uh but yeah, so that uh, did that were there extra days t- tied on to that episode because there were more scenes to, to shoot? I or? bet there were. Usually I think we do about a 5-day episode. I but I don't I I mean I don't really remember, but I bet if we ever have done more than five days, it would have been for that episode. Yeah. And we had, um, it, that was written by Megan Amram and also the whole, obviously the whole writer's room because they all write every episode. And um, Drew Goddard directed it, which was so fun. And, you know, he's he's been with us since day one. Yeah. So it, it was just a blast. It was so fun. That's great. That's, yeah. uh, again, an all-star team. Yeah. And, and uh, look at Megan now with her I Emmy. Oh, my God, what a freak. <laughs> um, and I, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that was... The way I felt when I read that episode, so that is episode three of season two. Yeah. I was like, if you, my thought was, if you like this show, you will now love this show. Yeah. If you're on the fence about this show, this might be the one that makes you not like it. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, this is, we're go, we're not holding back on this episode. Yeah. If if you're in, then you're in. If you're, if you're not quite sure, this might be the thing that you're like, this is too weird for me. You know what I found for me is it was the episode where for, for a while I was like, okay, so how does this show like last yeah, four or yeah. five seasons, right. six seasons? Because like, it feels limiting, totally. the, the, the initial concept. Right. That was the episode where it was like, oh, wow, exactly. they, can, they can go anywhere and with I, this. I really think that that was maybe the point of that episode a little bit is because I do remember from day one, most people were like, well, this seems fun, but how can it last? Or, you know, everybody sort of felt that way. And I think this was the writers. I mean, not that they need to prove anything. They're proving it just by doing what they're doing. But basically they were like, that episode could have lasted the whole season, right? They, they could have stretched that into a, yeah. a season and we would have been perfectly fine with yeah, that. Every episode could have been a different, uh, you know. Yes, reboot. or reboot, We would yeah. have been fine with that. But this was, to me, whether they know it or not, this was their way of sort of saying f you to everybody and being like we're fine we're gonna we got it we got it yeah stop stop questioning us just enjoy the ride yeah yeah or at least that's how i i mean i i I think they're better people than that but that was the idea to me is that they were just like just trust us we've got this yeah yeah and in some way you got that also at the end of season one with the the big twist it's so confident right yeah 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 
And, you know, of course, there's the famous YouTube video of, yeah. of you guys all finding out the twist for right. the first time, which is hysterical. It's so I, funny that that exists. I st- yeah, and I still can't believe that they managed to keep that a secret. It was so, so, they did such a, I mean, I think it, it, a lot of that is Mike Schur. And have you met him before? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's the love best, Mike. right? Yeah. And he, you know, people love working with him. They love working for him. They trust him. He's a good person. He's a genius. So when he says like, Hey, don't tell anyone people just don't tell, like you just do what you just kind of believe, like go with him. I will follow him to the ends of the earth. And so the fact that like, you know, Kristen and Ted didn't spoil it for the other four of us or the, whoever the, the writers didn't, who we're friends with, like they didn't spoil it. It was because you trust him so much and you just want to sort of see see what he has in store like you I, I'm, I'm with you like that's how I feel I'm like Mike whatever you want I'm with you yeah and if that means I can't tell my parents what the end of this season is then I won't do it yeah yeah, yeah. In, in Mike sure we trust in Mike sure we trust yeah. yes we are sure heads we are what, what there's somebody somebody said oh sure wait wait Sh- sure oh gosh it was something really gross you know how there's like Shondaland yeah it was something along those lines. It was like a sure nation. I don't know, but I somebody said it to him, and he was like, "Never say that again." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And uh, so, so oh, sure universe, sure universe. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, I love it. I know, I know. I mean, put that in a story exactly. just to get his yes. his ire up. Oh, a little he will bit. hate it. <laughs> it. The same way the writers call him daddy, and he hates it so yeah. much. You just now you got to call him daddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you have to call him daddy. Literally, yeah. next time I see him, exactly. Um, but but he is creating a shirtiverse. Yeah, I mean, he's I know. he's he's a busy dude. Yeah, I, I, I love the the whole idea of this new show they're doing, Abby's, where they're going to shoot a multicam outdoors, Isn't that which fun? has never been done I know, before. I know. I can't wait to be in the audience for that. I yeah, definitely want to yeah. go. Well, especially because it's going to be a working bar, from yeah. what I understand, <laughs> yes. which is. The first multicam show I'd want to actually sit through I in a know, while. It's such if a it fun means we idea. Get to drink. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so excited for that one. So again, season two ended and uh, left the door open to a whole new reboot yeah. of the show. Yeah. So, not that you can say much. I truly can say nothing. But I mean, what we know is, uh, so we have Janet and Michael. Me and Ted are in that little room where we're sort of watching the four humans on Earth through, like, sort of ticker tape you know like yeah. like we're we're watching we're watching them do good and bad things on earth and i think the idea is that the four of them you know michael's gonna his hope is that the four of them find each other on earth yeah dot yeah. dot dot on their own dot yeah. dot dot yeah um well let's let's not gloss over janet <laughs> okay because a little like when you first you know read for that role yeah. and then as the role evolved what'd you make of it and you know the idea that you're playing something that's not human right and that's sort of a again a unique right. role. You know, it's so funny. I I mean, I, I I've said this too many times, so my apologies. But like, I, I going in for this role, it, it was not there was you didn't the okay. When I auditioned for the role, I did not know that Janet was not a human. That wasn't part of the description. Right. So I played her like a nice, helpful woman, and that was what Mike wanted. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. so even though she is not a human, there she has all these human like qualities and knowing that I mean she season one it was such a question mark, truly. And and Mike and I talked about it I feel like every day where I was like, is this right? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> so we were just sort of figuring her out as we went. And uh 
it's a funny thing, like thinking back on season one to now, I feel like I know her so well now. Yeah. Her, me, whatever it is. Like I, um, I know, I don't even know how to explain it. Acting is so goofy to talk about, but like, I know when things makes, like, I know, oh gosh, <laughs> I love her so much. Like, let's say a director came in cause you know, we have new directors every day yeah. and maybe suggested something. Why don't you try it like this? As an actor, I would be down to try everything, anything and everything. But as like the owner of Janet, I'm so protective of yeah, her. You know what Janet would do. And, or... it's, and I don't even really have to think about it anymore. It's yeah. like such a gut instinct to know what, how she would act or react or say things or what her body or face would do. Like it's all in me now. And it's, it is kind of funny to think back on season one because it was such a question mark and, and hoping that I was sort of like in the right ballpark. And 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 I, I truly can take so little credit for it because, you know, anything that you watch on screen is like a team of a million people, including like the editor is so important to an acting performance. Yeah. And I, I who knows if there's like five different versions of Janet that first season and we the one we got is the one that the editors kind of put together. So I guess I, I I'm I'm the worst. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> you just oh talked God. yourself out of. Oh God, I'm the worst actor. I'm terrible. I should be fired immediately. Well, I somehow through, through the amalgamation <laughs> of of all this talent, uh, mm-hmm. Janet comes through, and, and now one of these days we'll have to talk about a Janet spinoff. Right? Oh, you Is think? That no. Down, down the road. Nah. Uh, no, it's like the it's like the I the same thing that we were talking about with friends. Like you just you don't want to. I mean, I guess I'm a fan of like certain things being rebooted, but I don't, I don't know. Like, th- I I am a fan of things going out on when they're not to say on top, but like on their own accord, right? Yeah. Like, I, it, it kind of bums me out all these the reboots, and sometimes they work really well, but sometimes it's like, no, just it was good. It was yeah. good where it was. Yeah, we have yeah. to move on to the next thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. And there's some that feel a little more forced right. than others. And then you have something like, let's say, a Fargo or something like that, where it's totally different and its own thing, right. which works so well. But some things you're like, oh, let's just leave it where it was. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, and in the case of like a spinoff, you don't want to Joey it. You don't want to Joey it. Yeah. No, sh- no shade. <laughs> no, no shade. And I at all. watched every episode of it, but you don't want to Joey it. No, he no. didn't want to Joey it. None of us wanted to Joey it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oof. So, I know that lasted two seasons. Did it? Yeah, wild. Pretty incredible. But you know what? So did After Mash. And it, is that what it was called? Yeah. Whoa. After Mash. That's a fun name. I never have watched a single episode of Mash. Not one. And I, it's probably like one of the greatest American, like people love it, right? Yeah. It's the yeah, best. Yeah. No, I don't even really know what it's about. So Mashed potatoes, right? <laughs> pretty close. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I don't want to know so, anything more than that. Yeah. 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 And uh, you don't want to know what Alan Alda played. <laughs> pretty gross. <laughs> well, so, so congrats on the, Everett for the, the year of Thanks. Darcy. It's, it's been pretty good, but well, uh so, so you're busy with season three right now. Now, have you already shot season two of Barry? Is yes, that already in the... or no, we, we are about to. Okay. Like in a week. We oh, start. so you're once again juggling. Uh, well, we, so the, if we're talking schedules again, and I know <laughs> it's interesting. Yes. We just wrapped season three of The Good Place. Oh, you already wrapped. It's wrapped. Wow. It start, you know, it comes out very soon. Yeah. September 27th, I believe. And, uh, uh. So we wrapped a couple weeks ago, a month ago, something like that, and then the good pl- uh, uh, Barry starts. We're in like the 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 table reads and fittings right now, and then we start shooting in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm very excited. That it's is great. 
I can't wait. Yeah, it's great. For it's both great. shows. Both shows. I, I mean, like, who boy. There's a lot. You should be excited because yeah. they're both really, really good. Yeah. yeah. And how about that worked out for you perfectly? The so, timing? Yeah. I know. I think I like the, the sort of hell of shooting them both at the same time last year was rewarded going through that and and not just i and not just for me like the people having to schedule all that it was a nightmare i'm sure um and it was very you know it was a blast but there's something weird that happens when you're on set that sort of becomes your whole life and your cast and your crew and everybody is like your main focus and so splitting your time between two was like it was a lot of um I don't know what, like emotional energy or something. I you're, was. You're kind of cheating on. Yeah, one, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. One team with the other. Totally. Yeah. So it's nice to really just focus on the one family or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And National Treasure Ted Dance. I mean, I got a National Treasure on each. Yeah. I got a little Henry Winkler on one and a little Ted Dance uh, on the other. Again. Come on. Right. I know. That's pretty amazing. And you'd think like one of them wouldn't be great, but guess what? They're both great. They're both fantastic. They're both the best. Yeah. Truly yeah. like the best. Yeah. yeah. I, I had Henry Winkler in for this podcast a couple months ago. I mean, and have you ever met anyone nicer? I mean, there was Sweeter? no one nicer. Yeah. And He's... I even showed him a picture of when I was three wearing a Fonz t-shirt. <laughs> I bet just, he loved it, right? It was fantastic. Yeah. It was, and I had to tell my parents, it was the dream. It the really, dream yeah. is true. It, I mean, it's been said about both of them before that like we, you know, national treasure, blah, blah, blah. Like we, if they were, if either of them were sort of like jerks or just not great, you'd almost be like, nah, that makes sense. But they, they're not just like, <laughs> it's just wild. They are two of like the best men I've ever known. They're so yeah. lovely and wonderful. And it's so fun to work with these two legends who still like really, really love and appreciate being on a set and acting. Because that's another yeah. thing is like, it's not just a paycheck. It's not just like a whatever for them. They're so appreciative, both of them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very inspiring and it's like a great, it's a great place to be. Yeah. They're yeah. both having the times of their lives. Yeah. And you are the link. Wow. Between both of them. Wow. So, <laughs> so congratulations on that for thanks. being one degree of separation from, <laughs> from true television royalty. Right, right, right. Well, thanks so much, Darcy, for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And good luck with everything. Cool. Thanks. That's it for this edition of My Favorite Episode. Join us again next time as we once again explore another guest pick. And be sure to subscribe to My Favorite Episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com for your daily fix of TV news, analysis, and reviews. I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you again next time.